Hi folks, this is Alan Watt and it is the 18th of January 2007. Uh, I always forget to tell people to check in to the website for upcoming shows and for free downloads. Uh, a lot of this stuff is just recorded and passed around and people don't know the website even exists. So, uh, you know, pass this around to, your, to the people that you know. And let's help people to look at things from a completely different perspective, outside of the box, outside of the, the low-level matrix. And this truly is a complete matrix. The stuff we've been talking about so far even though it shocks some people and I've had people tell me that when they initially listened to my various shows they thought I was absolutely crazy and that's how it appears from someone inside the box the, the Plato's cave where everything's been laid on and, and explained in the confines of that cave and you can make anything appear to be sensible if you have enough indoctrination it's a flat earth or a square earth or hollow earth it's, it's all the same stuff indoctrination attached to some imagination um, can do wonders it can take you on trips without the use of drugs and the spoken word and the written word have been used for thousands of years by masters in this field we are guided through all these labyrinths through authorized authors and every age has them, the famous ones, who create mystery and confusion, and yet always guide us to the next point where the planners want us to arrive. It's an ongoing process. The one connection everything has in your entire system It's not a Catholic system or a Protestant system or a Jewish system, a Muslim system, a Buddhist system, or any other type of system. It's a Freemasonic system. The one interlinking web between all, even the triads of China, is Freemasonry. None other. It's interwoven throughout all the religions, all the creeds, all the peoples. From the top of your system at the federal level, in fact from the United Nations level, there's a fraternity of Freemasons in there. Their job is to get all the, the, the other ones who thought were fighting each other at one point together. You must create change through conflict or the appearance of conflict and it must be real to those engaged in the fight. So the ones at the bottom never know what's really going on. A good example of this is what's happened for an awful long time since England was tampering into the affairs of Ireland and the troubles, as it's called, the conflict, because they put a a Presbyterian crew into Ulster who became the self-overlords for a while in the 1800s of Ireland and this was guaranteed to cause trouble right up to the present time however there are different factions that fight against them the official IRA, as it was called at one time, was actually a communist sect. And then you had the provincial group started up. And out of all of this, as we went through the routine of them eventually seeming to disarm and come to terms in the last few years with England, lo and behold, Ireland is now in the economic union. They're part of they have the, the European Parliament over their heads well there's a freedom for you so you come out 
after fighting all this time for some kind of freedom to find as you think you're free or getting there you're actually under the EU that's how clever this system is and many people in Ireland for instance are quite happy for the present because under the, the rules of the EU which is just a, a branch really of the UN as Karl Marx talked about they give tax monies as grants to start businesses up for the poorer countries however along with those grants they've given to, to Ireland they also have the Russian mob who's moved into Ireland big time to get the free grants there's always a play here with, with preordained things going on in organisations that uh, kept quiet in the background and you'd never connect them till you see them moving in there are strategies going on all the time but the one thing you'll find as I say through all of these conflicting groups is that there are leaders involved who are also Freemasons recently we saw an amazing funeral for President Ford and people saw a Masonic parade and saw a Masonic funeral and to an extent the exoteric part of it and, uh, and and Joe Public again jumps on his burger and thinks no more about it that, that Freemasonry is interlinked all through his police all through every board that directs his life to the politicians to those above the politicians that he sees through the military through the secret places we have all over the world they're all Freemasons but we're supposed to just accept it as some kind of natural phenomena because they have this front for being charitable organizations even though on their own websites these organizations will give you a public library which is rubbish and that they will tell you they have their archives for their own members who must prove their membership in the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry they gave a tribute to Brother Ford and on their site they even put a picture up with all these, these guys with their suits on and uh, the little pinafores you know the, the four in front of the pinna the pinafore at one time pinafores were something that uh, women would use at the kitchen sink and these guys hardly wash dishes especially with those funny gloves on but they have their pinafore kind of like American Indians only they have their legs covered in the pinafore in front and that's why of course in the, the Pirates of Penzance the opera where they go through a mock initiation in a lot of Masonic terms in the opera the ship was called HMS Pinafore it's flaunted in your face all the time here's a a, a blurb they did on their own website at the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry in Washington DC for the southern jurisdiction they have jurisdictions they have regions the current regionalization came it's all Masonic and they also have lodges within those regions and they call them valleys and you'll get that from Francis Bacon's New Atlantis he talks about the, the people on the mountains and the valley people the valley people were the lowest of the low so haha with those funny guys with their gloves and their pinafores here's what they said masons from the Washington DC metro area gathered at Naval Lodge number 4 located at 330 33 of course and a zero, of course, would be your, your degree, eh? Pennsylvania Avenue, Southeast, on Sunday, December the 31st, 2006, to honor Brother Gerald R. Ford, 33rd Grand Cross. The brethren processed to the U.S. Capitol Rotunda, stopping briefly in front of the Capitol at the statue of former President and Brother James A. Garfield. 
A brief speech was given by Brother Alan Patterson, Senior Warden of Naval Lodge No. 4, Washington, D.C., and a prayer by Brother Robert W. New, Chaplain for Acacia Lodge No. 16, in Clifton, Virginia. The brethren waited their turn to show their respect and honor to their fallen brother. Reporter Laura Marquez of Good Morning America, ABC News, interviewed the brethren, including Jules Tepper, past Grandmaster of the District of Columbia, who described the bond Mason share and Brother Ford saying, He built character. He built integrity. He's a builder, you see. He built honesty. Tepper was among a group of over 80 brethren who prayed through the Capitol that morning. In his, in his free time, Brother Tepper serves as a Masonic guide at the House of the Temple. People took photographs of the Masons who were proudly wearing their regalia. The men were often questioned by Capitol Hill police officers and others who were paying tribute to Ford, which gave them the opportunity to explain who they were and why they were there. Yet they'd have to tell the police, eh? What a joke. The police are Freemasons. Every cop knows to join. Masons across the country are paying tribute to Brother Ford in various ways. In his home state of Michigan, Grand Master Walter F. Wheeler ordered the Freemasons to drape the altars in all 335 Masonic lodges throughout the state for 30 days in memory of the President and Brother, the former President and Brother. The first photo that they show you on the site was from brethren, the Brethren from the Washington, D.C. metro area. The second photo, well, there's a whole bunch of people in the back there to tell you who they are. I'm sure they're all involved in politics and anything that really matters in this particular system. And it should be mentioned here, too, you see that every president is offered the right to become a 33rd degree mason. Even Regan, I've got his photographs with his uh, getting all his regalia given to him uh, during his little ceremony. Every president is given the honor of a 33rd degree in Freemasonry. The reason they're given it is because they already are Masons, even in some other lodges, because all Masonic lodges are connected, regardless of what they call it. It's the interwoven system, which is all around us. And we have the same in the, the female system. There's many names for the same thing. And uh, I've even seen people locally gathering information on locals through gossip, and you know which ones are doing it. And that's how intelligence is gathered on everybody in your little community. Just through plain gossip. alleys of London, summer of 63. Singing gossip, calypso, gossip, calypso, he rolled about it, yakka, yak, yak. Every woman up at the window, give it up the gossip and getting it back. Oh, Mrs. Brown, now how are you now? I tell you, I've had a shocking time with Ernest's stomach. Don't talk to me, my Charlie has gone. Falling down the stairs again Saints preserve us Poor old chap, did he hurt himself? Well, not as much as Alf It's my cousin Fred's boy I heard from Fred The doctor said He'll have to have his kneecap scraped God bless me singing Gossip, calypso, gossip, calypso He rolled about it Yak, yak, yak Every woman up at the window Give it up to gossip And getting it back Oh, Mrs. Poos, have you heard the news? That woman, you know the very fat one down at the corner, climbed in a truck, got stuck. They think that they're never gonna get her out. You tell me, well, I had a fellow round, and I gave him a pound to free her with an oxyacetylene. Well, there must send along some books. It looks like she's gonna be there quite some time. Go by me singing gossip, calypso, gossip, calypso. He rolled about it, yak, yak, yak. Every woman up at the wind. Give it up the gossip and getting it back Oh, Mrs. Ware, I do love your hair Who does it? I go to Madame Pom-Pom Round by the 
grass works with all that fruit it looks so cute i can't believe it's really you like a film star have you heard dear a little bird has told me mrs tate's expecting her seventh well glory be that's three she's had since lenny had his tonsils out oh by me singing gossip calypso gossip calypso he rolled about did he yak 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 every woman up at the window giving up the gossip and getting it back giving up the gossip and getting it back thank you The lower masons, although they think they are builders, are really rough masons, according to those at the top. They do what they're told to not only keep this system going, but they're told to spread the next part of the agenda amongst the populations. Many editors, you'll find, are Freemasons because they get up the higher the ranks much quicker anyone who's useful in persuading the populations to go in a certain direction on different things are always they're always pulled out and pushed up much quicker the ones at the bottom just attend the functions do an awful lot of speculation and learn their fun little rituals and, and think they understand it all And, I, and of course they wear the little aprons to, to show you that uh, from their loins comes supposedly more perfected beings and these characters at the bottom haven't been given the intergenerational wives to mate with so their children are no different than anyone else's really they don't even know what's going on but they're happy with their freebies so much mystique has been put out by Freemasonry to attract members in and mystery and fascination and myth yet if you go into the actual history of these societies they always call the, the majority of the public the profane, those in the darkness the mob and it hasn't changed today they guide the mob as they say they are the lights that guide the mob they take the credit for shaping the educational system while well, we know what there's nothing but brainwashing that's the whole agenda of education and guiding the future always during the, the 1600s and 1700s the pirates and Rosicrucians with their skull and bones flag sailed the oceans just looting and burning ships looting and looting and looting and they didn't simply squander the money that they were looting they went to a big big kitty in selected places including old selected places which the Templars had been using since they pretended to disappear in North America long before Columbus came here then that money was used to raise certain families to the top to become leaders and create the foundations which now guide us Carol quickly talked about the foundations and how they're totally interconnected with the corporations international corporations and that the new system, the new world order will be comprised of these big foundations and corporations which will be a new feudal type system with the foundations and corporations being the feudal overlords and that's already happened it's here in fact all those in the military industrial complex all those corporations are part of it the big companies that made the microchips and especially the ones that were about to get chipped with eventually for our brains are all supra-governmental organizations that even get indirect funding from the taxpayer there's nothing new at all about public-private when you have the secret services 
and CIA type organizations involved. They have many front organizations which actually produce things, especially in the technological area. Now a while back I talked about the international science meeting that was held at Loyola University in Louisiana and it was pretty well all about the brain chip and it was discussed openly the US Department of Commerce your tax money paid for this international meeting and politics was never mentioned by any scientist or any spokesperson during the entire meeting because they don't they know that politics is just for the people down below they work for the real government the real movers and shakers of the world who are the real builders the real uh, masons the ones who really build it plus the architects an awful lot higher than little guys with their little pennies on and at that meeting at Loyola they talked about the, the, the fact that the chip was ready to go which means it's all tested and perfected and that they had regional computers set up which will interface with everyone who gets chipped and will basically program each individual the only problem they said was to get the public to accept the chip uh, one of the spokesmen said this will be done through mainly through propaganda uh, and via entertainment entertainment's the easiest method of promoting an idea that becomes fascinating to the public it's we, we get carried away with the tales and the, the mystique of the story never dawning on the real intent of what we're supposed to be downloaded with they said that novels and cartoons and movies will will not might or we hope to but will uh, have the chip uh, in the story somewhere and it would take especially to the young because the young would think they would be given special powers like their comic book characters well you probably know I guess a lot of you will already know that, uh, that this is being promoted it's already been out through different movies and cartoons now the public broadcasting service the PBS which has been one of the main areas for propagandizing the public through all these wildlife programs etc that's never ending and you can find about the sex life of ants you know, after your dinner and stuff like that well the PBS of all stations and the PBS by the way is interlinked with the Canadian one and, and the US are both we get the same programs they just move them around it's just all the same propaganda they're putting out a, a, a pilot series an exciting new pilot series and they've had a lot of the big experts on the futurist societies now the futurist societies is where various scientists gather with novelists primarily and they dish out grants to certain novelists to write stories around the topics that they're given it's no different from how science itself works you guide the course of science by handing out the grants to the scientists they live on grants their whole lives so you direct the, the, the course of humankind by who you give the grants to and for what purpose a guy that's trying to cure something will not get the grant the guy who makes the weapon will if that happens to be the agenda it's the same with novels since that's the main technique of bypassing the censor part of our brain that should warn us about what's going on makes us weary we, we, it's down when we're being entertained so the, you, you wrap a, an exciting story with sex and a bit of violence to stimulate all the different neurons in the system uh, brainwashing is better that way apparently and they know this, this is a fact 
and you wrap it up with special powers and so on and then you're on a journey and all the children will just love this series coming out and here's the blurb about the show ever wonder what the world is going to be like in the future well uh, gee I don't know Will people routinely live to see their 250th birthdays? Well, maybe Maurice Strong and Rockefellers and the Queen and so on might. Yeah, but since they have a Department of Population Control at the UN, I, I doubt Joe Blow is going to see this. Will personal computers be smarter than us? Well, let's hope so. Or more personable? Well, that's also maybe let's hope so. Will machines shrink so small they can make repairs inside a human cell? Science, fantasy, or futuristic nightmare? The 22nd century takes you to the forefront of technology and here's from people on the cusp of a scientific revolution. They're trying to make you think this is all brand new. They've had it for years sitting waiting in the wings. In the first episode we will meet a young man who was rendered unable to communicate with the outside world due to a devastating automobile accident. Oh, there you go. It's going to help the poor and the sick and disabled. Surgeons implanted an electrode in his brain and it's allowed him to break out of his isolation and communicate just by thinking about what he wants to say. There you are. Isn't that nice and charitable and, and wonderful? In another segment, a leading neurophysicist tells how he has to develop bundles of wires thinner than spider webs that can be inserted into the blood vessels of human brains. The series is hosted by Robin Robinson. That's an interesting term Robin Robinson you see in, in the middle ages they had fertility rights and during the orgy part of the rights for you know this is for populations in Europe so pre-Christian it actually con continued up through the Christian year they just don't like to talk about it they dryly believed it was eradicated very early on but the offspring of, of that particular night ended up being called Robinson and the man who wore the red the red uh, outfit was called Robin. Anyway, I'm digressing. A Chicago-based Chicago journalist who was joined by two virtual co-hosts, virtual co-hosts, eh? each with insightful and often conflicting viewpoints about the merits of this new technology. One is an actor playing Aldo Huxley. Well, my, 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 I really am surprised I'm falling off my chair. Aldo Huxley, the man who was only motivated from his perpetual death state really I think they wound him up towards the end and put him on the stage but he was animated when he talked about putting wires into people's brains in Tavistock where he worked uh, the late author of Brave New World who worried about the dehumanizing consequences of scientific discoveries he didn't worry about that at all it takes a human to worry about these things. The other is Orlanda Bell. Orlanda Bell. Hmm, interesting. A time-traveling visitor from the future who represents the best-case scenario of these technological advancements. Is this a future that will benefit the human race, or will we lose all sense of individuality? Find out more on the premiere episode of the 22nd century. Uh, interestingly enough, they have um, a big sign underneath part of the, the increasingly disconnected personal relationships bit on their site that says submit. Isn't that interesting? Eh? Submit. You will be assimilated. And the money that's gone in to this pilot series is big bucks. Big, big bucks. And you'll find this big corporations, no doubt professors involved in putting this together because it has a purpose, a big purpose beyond, like all entertainment does today, beyond simply passing your, your time for you. This is a, an important, I'm, I'm surprised they never got Spielberg again, unless he's coming into the main series, I don't know. Um... And of course they're going to tell the children that you have telepathic thought. Oh wow. And then there's another bit with a guy with a computer in his skull. And a computer for your eyes. Just like the Borg had. You'll be able to have one eye red and you can see in the dark. So that when your wife says, have you been drinking again? You can really say no. Wiring your brain, watch the story. Be wired, eh? 
And I think that Wire magazine has something to do about with this as well. But you find these futurist think tanks, as I say, since the days of H.G. Wells brought in the scientists, as I say, with the novelists, told them to wrap novels around particular stories. It's like smuggling something into a place and, and, and putting it there covertly and then walking away. You leave the package behind. That's how they download us with the, the real intent or the real idea. And this will be fascinating to lots of potato, couch potato people and those who get all their information from television and it certainly will be fascinating to, for the children. They'll be, they'll want, they'll want this. They really will want it. I've already had information from someone within the U.S. federal government that they've had think tanks working on giving it snob appeal to get adults to go for it. Now, snob appeal you've seen used in advertising through different grades of cars and XL and all this kind of stuff I guess it's a snob appeal or that you can get the bronze card or the silver card or the gold card or platinum card same idea and and like all always they, they want us to, to walk into the trap willingly the willing fool this is the system of the really occult hierarchy that run this world they always get to do things willingly Huxley character visiting the future it is called a Luddite by a hologram guide woman for complaining about not wanting strangers inside his head the spin being that no one will ever be lonely again oh isn't that nice no more loneliness can't handle it it's so awful to be me they'll give you the total makeover the PBS website has that for viewing all the stuff and I'll mention at the end of my present blurb the propaganda that they give out here is many scientists and futurists believe we're on the verge of a technological revolution that will look like a page ripped directly from a sci-fi novel and that's what you should do with them is rip them apart 
22nd Century dives headfirst into this brave new world on Wednesday, January the 17th, 2007, at 8 p.m. The program is one of three science pilots airing on PBS in January. Only one pilot will move forward to become a series. Watch online or on air and then tell us what you think of the program using the feedback form below. Now, that's the poll taking to see what they have to adjust to brainwash you more effectively. And lots will do it too, only too gladly. In the premiere episode, guests arrive from the future, past and present, to guide you through a quirky tour of the worldwide mind. Oh, the WWM, the new womb, eh? An intriguing theory that proposes that in the future our brains will be wired up so that we can communicate with the world effortlessly and instantly. They're doing all this because they love us. They love us. They do. Mm-hmm. Science fantasy or futuristic nightmare? Watch the show and decide for yourself. And you can read up all of this if you really want to. I'm sure you all do. At uh, pbs.org, 22nd century. This will be pushed to the hilt and there will be a lot of spin-offs and probably movies will come out in the main screen all, all merging this stuff together until we, we're all wanting it. We'll be panting for it where... You'll live in a world where you can be James Bond one day and, and, and King Lear the next. It'll be fantastic. And I'll do Huxley, the two. That's what I'll do means. It's the two. It's the two. And it's a feminine and male, really, in two. The duad. And Huxley is the hex, the way of the hex, the spell. Uh, these characters don't miss a trick. And neither did the names they, they gave them generations ago all beginning way back in Bacon's time. So they're going to give you a, a fascinating thing where you'll be able to jump over big buildings like Superman in a, in a giant stride and be like Spider-Man. We do fantastic things and you, you can kill whole armies just by thinking and they'll just get demolished in front of you. And you can have all kinds of strange, weird sexual fantasies where sex will be better than sex, and, and so on. And that's how they're going to push this thing. One of the first movies where they gave that idea of sex being better than sex through science was a, an old movie called Barbarella with Jane Fonda a surrealistic type novel but a lot of esoteric stuff written into it including the names of the people involved the characters involved in the movie and they put their hands together and that's they have this strange orgasm and whole icebergs shatter etc and uh, we saw the same thing in, in one of the, the, the Sylvester Stallone movies was brought back from cryogenics the, the cop demolition man the same sort of idea and, and people will go for this because they will always use the same techniques and sex never fails that's why advertising uses it all the time you never change techniques when they work you don't have to change them you simply add something new onto them and lots of people are obsessed with it today because any drive within a person or a need for survival whether it's food or, or, or sex or whatever can be pushed to an extreme by constantly advertising it and that's where you see where people when they're sitting there watching TV uh, they sit and eat and eat and eat because there's ads on all the time about smiling faces and how happy you're going to be if you just eat whatever it is you're going to eat and that's what's been promoted since the 60s non-stop pretty well was the sexual aspect of things too to destroy the family promiscuity going and the idea of a special person is put out of your mind altogether uh, that was decided in the 1800s that that would be pushed and H.G. Wells wrote about it back then when he pushed the, the free love they called it at that time in the 1880s 1890s there's nothing new here if you know your history at all and when you know the future 
this is to be expected, this kind of stuff. But you also do understand by understanding humanity that many people will go for this. And for those who will not go for it, don't panic, don't worry about it. You can't worry about the other people who will go along with it. And you can't stop them either. If enough crisis is created within the system, which it will be, is gradually increasing, whether you give them a pill that promises to ease their pain and their worry, or a chip, believe you me, the people will take it if it comes to a certain stress point. And initially, I am sure, a chip will have some of the, the lesser aspects of what they're promoting, but very, very, very low down that is. And you, they certainly can stimulate chemical releases within the brain and hormonal releases in different types. And many kinds of hormones interact with, with chemicals in the brain to alter your mood, your states, altered states. So you can certainly use that as a, a mechanical, mechanical type means of tranquilizer. And many people will take that if they're under enough stress. And we certainly are under stress today as they give us panic from all directions and the average individual feels he's powerless or she's powerless. And it's no point even saving up money, if you, even if you could, because you're not in charge of how much it's worth or if it's made worthless tomorrow. So you're kept constantly on edge and that's, the, that's how you control society, keeping them on edge all the time. Remember that this is an ongoing war and it's been going on long before you were born where elites have always gathered and discussed the purpose of humanity and the function of all the lesser peoples and who has the right to guide it and what is the function of the lesser peoples. We're approaching the time when it's rather obvious since all the factories and so on have been taken out of Europe and the Americas and gone to China and that was planned long before I was born that eventually whole categories of people would have no purpose in this system they can't all work in, on computers not everyone goes that way people have different skills different likes and dislikes and that's nature that's natural but for those who control the world who see the world as being theirs and everyone in it as being theirs everyone must have a purpose to serve the system otherwise it's extraneous and they truly believe that the useless eaters must not be allowed to live that the useless eaters will drag the system down and this world must be run on efficiency that's why they were on, they're on, on about, the, about all the, the stuff we're squandering we're consuming the planet their planet remember and that really upsets them since they plan to have their offspring running this world in the next thousand years or a million as Charles Galton Darwin talked about in his book and that's quite the boast and every great economist a great meaning big anything that's great in history means it's one of theirs like grand grand like the grand lodge his great lodge so when we see great attached to anything you know it's theirs any great economist in the system in the history of the system has been one of theirs has talked about the coming centuries and they wrote about this in the 1700s and the 1800s of how they'd have to eradicate certain peoples who would have no purpose in their system all based on evolution superior and inferior types
should listen to the declarations of the United Nations very carefully. They declared that China is the model state of the entire world. That means that they're, they're backing it as an example of how we're all supposed to go. Well, look at China with their, with their abortion policy, their mandatory abortion for second children. A totalitarian system which supposedly is still communist but really has always been fascist. And they really are the same anyway, it doesn't make any difference. It's totalitarian and they're, they've got a rising middle class now who can afford to buy the products they make. But they're also devastating the country with pollution. They don't have any restrictions there. You know, it's the same with Mexico. They've been given permission to pollute as much as they want because it's a temporary measure anyway. And that tells us that at the rate of pollution in China, that even those who will work in China in the future in the factories will be much smaller in smaller factories, smaller areas, communities and the peasantry will no longer be, be around they're still bringing their water in from the rivers to irrigate the fields in China and the rivers are polluted to an incredible degree with heavy metals and such just poured into them they've done documentaries on this and all the officials throw up their hands and just say well we just don't know what to do as always and it's rather obvious if you sit and think about it well yeah they'll still be the producers or manufacturers for the new world but be a much smaller production team required for a much smaller population of the world And they are dying off, many of the, the so-called peasantry. I hate that term, but that's what they've given us. As they wade up to their knees in muck or cadmium and other heavy metals, and, and they scatter this on their fields because of nothing else. That's intentional. There aren't dummies at the top in this system. They know exactly what they're doing. Mistakes like this don't happen by chance. And believe you me, the elite will always look after their own survival in every era. Always. Now think about this chip again for a minute. The chip off the old block. Why would any individual allow his mind to be taken over by a creation of someone else? Whether you live a fantasy in your head, which is electronically induced, or whatever, someone else wrote the program someone else is now inside your head with their program and your, your thoughts will no longer be your own why would you give your right up to be completely dominated completely 100% dominated the dream of the tyrants down through the ages why would you give it all up and be sold a fantasy this is part of the dehumanizing process you could never have taken this idea to a people who still held life up in any form of sanctity you could never have promoted this idea to people who had true community and bonding with each other You could never promote this idea where people had respect for the living and all life, all human life. And we've all lived through the era 
where science, the religion of science, as it was designed to do, has taken over from the old techniques of indoctrinations, which still allowed us to be human, but they hadn't quite taken that away from us, and given it to the white-coated priests and the spin merchants to dehumanize us until we don't care about all the body parts being flogged like any other business all across the planet sold bought and sold body parts and it's hard to attack them under the guise of well we're helping somebody they can take us to the abyss and over through this technique if we allow it and we've all heard about the aborted fetal tissue being used for inoculations now they used to use animals they're using human tissue and that should be called cannibalism you see the taking in of another's flesh in any form doesn't matter if you eat it or inject it it's the same thing it's cannibalism that's what it is and it's a business a business and we're so broken up from each other that we can sit and escape now and then within our minds into the happy happy thoughts which again generally are promoted to us and fantasies we don't want to look at these nasty things out there don't be so negative the new agers say in fact the new agers don't look at anything that's going to get them in the end they're perfect they're perfect they're, they're, they're goners in fact because they've been trained not to look at the negative and yet the negative looking at the negative is a survival mechanism it's why you see what's coming and you get out of the way huh? well don't be negative stick your head in the sand and chant om There's no negativity here. When you understand what's happening, you've broken through. When you've broken through the gossip, the reactions to the gossip, and that, by that I mean politics and all that kind of stuff and media. When you've broken through all of that and you don't react and the expected methods of being upset and angry and let's complain to a congressman or our local representative when you're broken past that and you know you're already run by a super government and every politician knows this every single one knows this when you've broken through all that and bypassed it and flown above it then you won't be so worried and you won't be reacting you'll be resolute but you can't be conned and you will have the ability to teach truth to others and hopefully children even though you're up against one amazing battle because they always fight for the children it's the young ones coming up they must program the older ones will always die off this is ongoing And a true grounding in history with the massacres and the abuse of vast populations by the few must be taught to the children so that they will be able to see that this chip that's been given us by our benefactors might not be so beneficial after all after all as the benefactors who tell us that nature hasn't changed well neither has theirs eh? not at all and I think of all the rebellions done through the thousands of years of oppressed peoples generally who are at the end of their tether because people don't rebel until they're against the wall and that itself is a predictable science they know how far to push people before 
They kick back, or they scream or shout or whatever, or start throwing stones against tanks and stuff like that. This is an old, old technique, it's well understood. People like peace, even though they're threatened. They'll go to the very wall before they retaliate, and then they become an, orga an organized mob. They have no communications or plan or anything else, and they're up against organization. Well understood, this is organization. Everything at the top and everybody in at the top is interconnected already towards this whole global agenda. But you can certainly teach the children some truths and don't hold back on the horrors of the past to shield little Tommy from the truth. You're doing him no favors whatsoever. None at all. But people have fought for the freedom not only of what they do or say, and that's been taken away too, and think for thousands of years against those who would destroy and steal your whole mind, and through entertainment they're going to be persuaded with the added frustration and fear within the life that's, that's coming the gradual build-up of fear and uncertainty they're going to go for this chip and give up the only thing they have the only connection they have to something beyond all of this and everybody in it the individual connection the ghost in the machine you they'll all be the Borg because once enough people have this chip the real purpose will occur when they throw the switch and there's no more you no more daydreams no more affection no more joy, tears, laughter all of that stuff and sorrow all part of being human there'll be none of that and there'll be no ability to even reach that again in fact there'll be no more you you'll be an efficiently run robot there is nothing given out to the public that's for the public's benefit never has been it's been to serve the business machine the driving force and that's what it's been all about up until now and now they're after your mind as well not just the little plot of dirt you sit on or the labor they tax back from you with money but they want your mind and they want everyone's mind and the children's minds they want to eradicate all creativity that's outside of their control. The dream that surpasses the dreams of every dictator from the ancient past to the present, and we still have the same ones today. There's no different in personal makeup. In fact, often it's the same lineages. It's definitely the same religion behind it. And we're going to give all of that up for a fantasy. Wow. Oh, goody. And as Mr. Warwick, that, that prune, you know, a prune is something, by the way, that, that starts off rather tasty but tends to go right through you. That prune Warwick, with his little injection in the brain, that's all it will be as he promotes this stuff as an exciting thing to have we used to call that lobotomies and lacotomies anything stuck through your grey matter you see kills cells off but it's in a good cause you see you'll have world peace we'll all be one wow oh, how exciting do you know anybody outside yourself you'd like to be or be like 
What's wrong with you? The joy in this life is finding out who you are. And one of the miracles, apart from all the many, many miracles in this life, is when you realize the abundance of different people with different things and different perspectives and views. And at one time they were called characters. You had them all over the place. Today they've become so similar. They've been eradicating the characters. What a sad, sad world that would be. The quiet earth, eh? Where everybody's quietly working like robots or ants on their program tasks. And they're trying to make this exciting because they love you. They love you. Gush, gush, gush. Don't panic. Teach those around you what you know. Don't panic when you tell them. Don't tell them about all the other stuff that you know. You'll terrify them. They're not ready for it. A little bit at a time is all you give them. But the children must be told the histories of the tyrannies on this planet and the ongoing ones too. Don't shield them from it. They must know for their own survival. Thanks for listening. And for me, it's good night. And from Hamish the dog, it's good night. And may your God go with you.